<laughs> Where are your millions now? Yeah. Not in the Antarctic. Arctic. <laughs> some at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the lady who was like, my diamonds. My diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> Tough. So sad. Oh, it no. Is sad. Okay. Good. Sorry. <laughs> Play us in. Over Broadway. It's another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits, 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 bits. <laughs> I don't know. There we go. <laughs> I, I was waiting for the Over Broadway, but I like that it was just over bits, bits, bits. <laughs> now speed it up. Bits, 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 and a little faster. Bits, 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 bits. And now this is the beatbox. And now podcast. this is um, this is house music. Yeah, welcome. Uh, Those beats got me through some tough times. <laughs> Connor, any biz? I think I know that we have been we are technically running behind, and mm-hmm. we have been talking for the past twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we do need to speak about the Wicked movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which part? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wicked too, too wicked, too fast. I mean, it's confusing. Why are they splitting it up into two movies? I don't understand. It it doesn't make any sense. And I can't imagine. I saw a tweet that was like, they're going to cut it in the middle of the Defying Gravity belt. <laughs> they're not going to finish Defying Gravity. They're just going to be like mid bring me down and they're going to cut it and then open the second movie with her finishing. Oh, I was I was thinking it, it, it could be um, it cuts the movie right at it's me. Cut. Exactly. <laughs> she, then she gets at the beginning of the second movie. She gets We're to gone. finish it. I love that. I think uh, it's very clearly a cash grab. I oh, think. absolutely. But. I mean, we unless live in we're an- getting into like the lore of, uh, are we going Frank L. Baum like <laughs> L. Frank Baum? Sorry, whatever. Well, like, technically, Wicked is not written by L. Frank Baum. That's true because it was written by that other uh, that other guy. I don't remember his name. Natalie is currently cursing. Me oh out right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. She's screaming for <laughs> sure. I was gonna say we can't talk lore because Natalie's not here. Right. But are they gonna incorporate more of that in? I don't know. Are we gonna get into the A I feel like Bojack Horseman already did the animals with a capital A, animals right. with a lowercase yeah, A. Correct. So I think that's well trod. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they could be like going down the route of the book a little bit more because like the second half of the book is a little bit like deeper. It mm-hmm. like gets more into like how she becomes the wicked witch because yeah. it does follow her like essentially being an eco-terrorist. <laughs> Which honestly, we need more eco terrorism in films. I'm I'll say just it. Just gonna say, I'm not afraid to say I it. I'm just gonna, gonna go on say. record. <laughs> I have saw, I've seen one movie with eco terrorism in it, and it painted the eco terrorists as the bat, as like the bad guys. And the worst thing that they ever did in the movie. This is a movie called The East. Mm-hmm. It's terrible with um, <laughs> Elliot Page. Okay. Um, the worst thing they did is that Elliot Page made their father get into a lake that was contaminated with like. A runoff from a factory that was like the worst and they were like these people are the worst <laughs> people of society send them sentence them to death and it's like yeah. there's nary an explosion to be found in this movie we're not even blowing anything we're up. not even blowing up a pipeline like what's the point what are we fucking doing here but anyway maybe they might be incorporating that i would love if wicked incorporated some acts of eco-terrorism <laughs> I, I am concerned. I know this is a fear going around um, in the zeitgeist that James Corden is ending his talk show. It's freeing him up for a lot. Yeah. And that's concerning to me. And it's, I know to you. It's very sad. And to all of our families who fear James yes. Corden once again being in a musical so, movie. So um, have no fear. We will be on James Corden watch. We will be mm. monitoring mm-hmm. that space. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about like trying to get hired as Cynthia Rivo's <laughs> personal assistant so that I can um, just Take him like, out? stab him with a little oh, yeah. with a fork. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> just- <laughs> like, like a... <laughs> Like a Bustopher Jones sized fork. <laughs> a comically large fork. And yes. I just keep poking at his ankles until he leaves. Until he like gets he's like, okay, okay, I get it. Okay, okay. It's not gonna hurt him. It's just like oh. It's, it's just, like when a terrier bites you around yeah. the ankles. It doesn't feel good, but no. it's not like impairing Yeah, you. it's like hurting him away. You're a herd dog. <laughs> I'm going to get a sheep dog to just keep him out exactly. of sight. Um, I... 
Listen, will I go uh, maybe on the night it opens? Of course. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course. Front row center, baby. Will I go in a big bubble dress? Of course. Yeah. Of course I will. Will I like it? No. No. (laughs) Will I be so mad? Yes. (laughs) And that's our burden as musical theater assholes. It's true. (laughs) Just to be be constantly disappointed. (laughs) What else can we ask for? I don't know. Better adaptations of our beloved I mean, I mean, do we need it in a movie form? I don't think you can see Wicked in many major cities across America. In most major cities (laughs) across America, do we need to see it in the movies? I don't know. I don't know. We also, I, I was also going to bring up the beanie uh, reviews, but we don't need to talk about that. We um, don't talk trash because we don't talk trash, (laughs) famously. Because it's honestly my deepest wish that I could get the lead in a Broadway show, despite. The fact that I cannot sing, yeah, the notes. But that's the thing. My thing is that's that, like, aspirational. Beanie to me. can sing. I just don't know if like funny like that those notes. That role is like meant for her voice, right? Because I saw Beanie in Hello Dolly, and she was wonderful. I feel that maybe there's something to be said for we change. <laughs> So that the person who is singing the lead in mm. the musical can sing it. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought. Okay. Um, no, no, no. I do think Beanie can sing. I just mean the notes that she's supposed to sing. Right. That is right, my right, dream right. that I don't actually have to oh, be able yeah, to course. hit the notes that I'm supposed to sing. Yeah. No, I and love I'm that. And I'm the lead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank yeah. you. I will show yeah. up and get my paycheck. And I'm causing Leah Michelle like existential psychic pain. Yeah. 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 I'll do it. That sounds great to me, honestly. <laughs> yeah. She's a terror. She's a nightmare. And we're just not even going to get into the spring awakening of we it all. Because can't. by the time this drops, this will have this been This will have been months after ago. the <laughs> months, mere months after the documentary. Yes. Um, and we're going to reserve our comments on the documentary. We're we, just yeah. Well, I mean, we haven't that. watched it yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> and when the time comes, you will be hearing from us and our lawyers. <laughs> Okay, it's just Connor and I today. If you tell. This week, we have got a real doozer um, inspired by our love discovered in the um, Hello Again episode, our America's obsession with Titanic. With Titanic. We had, we, we sat down and we were like, what are we going to do? And we said, we need to investigate this further. We're launching we an investigation. We need to get to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean with this. We And we, I think we will. And I think we will. I think we will. <laughs> I, this is the musical, Titanic, uh, which I always get confused with the unsinkable Molly Brown. Not because of the same show, but because unsinkable plus Titanic is, Wasn't you know. unsinkable Molly Brown in the Titanic movie by James, right? What's his fuck? James Cameron. How there dare you, you? It's like Avatar never happened. Um, <laughs> unbelievable. Hold on. Not Avatar. <clears throat> no. I'm waiting eagerly for the sequel. Okay. Yes. Unsinkable Molly Brown is still about the Titanic, right? Um, possibly. Well, because um, uh, what's her name? Oh my god. Um, from Misery. Misery. <laughs> I was just thinking about her. The other day, Kathy why, Bates. Kathy Bates. I was like, why the fuck can't I remember her name? Oh, my God. Yes, Kathy Bates is on it. Okay, but I need to know what the musical, The Unsinkable <laughs> Molly Brown, is about. It is about, yeah, it is also <laughs> about her and her survival after she survived the Titanic. Okay, so that's on next. Oh, but it's it's like the- I think it's, it's post. The, it's the sequel to the Titanic. <laughs> to, to, to Titanic, the Ti- musical. Titanic to- the unsinkable Molly, Molly Brown. <laughs> now, what what I love about this mm-hmm. is that um, okay, you know what? Let's get into it, Connor. First, uh, please hit us with some facts and figs. <laughs> Hit us, please, with some facts and things. <laughs> Titanic is a musical with music and lyrics by Maury Yeston of Grand Hotel and Nine fame mm-hmm. with a book by Peter Stone. It premiered on Broadway in April of 1997 and ran until March of 1999 for a total of 804 performances. Um, its uh, first U.S. tour kicked off in January of 1999. There was a Lincoln Center like concert with the original cast in February of 2014, and there have been numerous international productions and tours. Um, the 97 production was nominated for five Tonys, including Best Musical, and won all five. 
It was also nominated for one Drama Desk Award and won that award. And it was nominated for the 97 Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album, but did not win. Thank God. <clears throat> Truly. <laughs> um, and just in case you didn't know, mm -hmm. Titanic the Musical is a musical about the Titanic. Mm -hmm. She lived. Mm -hmm. She served cunt. She did. She died. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. To be honest. <laughs> What I was going to say before is, and I noticed you elided this from uh, Mari's storied. Oh, yes. Ooh, is um, he also wrote a musical <laughs> about Phantom of the Opera called Phantom. Called Phantom. He wrote that musical in 1991, <laughs> which, dear readers, near, you'll near know. Five years after <laughs> Phantom of the Opera literally changed By the face what? of musical theater. <laughs> So and then and then he wrote a Titanic musical that opened the same year that the film yes. Titanic opened. And I just want to say, Mari, baby, do you need to talk? Like Your timing could not be worse. You, I'm concerned. I'm worried about you, honestly. It's just first of all, I will I'll be thinking about the fact that a person who is Per Wikipedia, named the like pioneer of new musical theater. Yes, wrote a musical <laughs> called Phantom when Phantom of the Opera was literally still running on Broadway. Sold out runs. Sold like, out runs. Super show. Like mega said, show. Literally, it, like I said, it changed the face of musical theater. And he was like, mm, actually, I can do. This I could do it better. <laughs> He and went then full he did it over Broadway and he said, I could do it better. I could do it better. And you know what? We should learn a lesson and from him. And much like bits over Broadway, he failed. He did not, <laughs> in fact. So um looking forward to the episode when we really just dive, dive into, into Phantom. Maury Yeston's Phantom. Oh my God. That's um, gonna be the next episode with Kiki Go Keith. That's right. But <laughs> this episode is about Titanic, the RMS yes. Titanic. Um now. We were chatting a bit off mic about what the like grip, the hold, the, the, the choke hold yes. that the Titanic had on the, the American public. It has. And we were chatting and you said that's because the ship got discovered yes. in 1985. In 1985, the um, it was a Franco and U.S. like expedition mm. that was sponsored to by. To find it? Yeah, essentially. That was sponsored by the U.S. Navy and they found the remains of mm. the ship. And that was like when they were able to confirm that the ship had split in half because they hadn't, they didn't know if right. it had like split in two or not because um the fun thing about the titanic is because it happened in the middle of the night uh survivor <laughs> in testimony the ocean. <laughs> in the middle of the ocean survivor testimony is varied like from survivor to survivor because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they could barely witness what was actually happening once yeah. the electricity went out it's also yeah it's incredibly dark <laughs> yeah. in the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night and also and there was no there was no moon mm -hmm. famously yeah and um also a traumatic experience yeah 100 trauma rewrites your brain so it's hard to remember what happens exactly um but i think it's so interesting that also um well that is my dad calling me. Um, sorry, dad. I'm, he wants please, to talk about the Titanic. I'm doing a podcast. I can't be bothered at this moment. Um, he has thoughts about that Titanic. He, we should get him on the pod. All. Here's what I'll say. First off, this musical is much like the Grand Hotel in that it has, um, I think Connor said 43 named 43 characters. named characters. That's too many. And... You don't care about any of them. Any of them. Literally none of it's, I it's, could care less. It's, Honestly, I was kind of hoping they all would die. It's very much like an ensemble musical mm -hmm. in that there is nary a main character to be found. Yeah. And um, uh, their goals are all just kind of all over the place. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You all know, you know how it's going to end, essentially. Here's, here's who I really zeroed in on. Mm -hmm. um, the couple that was from America- Oh, the second class passengers? Yes. Where the wife was like, you never take me anywhere, Edgar. I've never seen the world. Yeah. Bitch, you are coming from England. From England. That is the world. Hello? I don't... I kept... I kept being confused about what her complaint was. I know. She's like, I just know there has to be more to life than Indianapolis. And I'm like, weren't you just there? You were literally <laughs> Didn't just Didn't you just see England. what was beyond Indianapolis? And um, <laughs> if so you confused. didn't know, England, the Titanic went from England to France. So you were also in France. Uh, Hello? Okay. okay. I just, so what is, what are you bitching about? 
it's like, it's I like, think she's mad because she's not a millionaire. She's not in first class. Okay, Cause that's babe, her whole thing is she's same. she's trying to hobnob with first class. And yeah. it's like, okay, but you're not an aster. Right. You are not. And you never will be you an never aster. will be. Cause you are not that kind of girl. Um, you are not the Guggenheims. I truly, every time they were like, oh, so, so sorry, Mr. Aster. So sorry, Mr. Guggenheim. So sorry, Mr. Murdoch. <laughs> No, Mur- Murdoch's Murdoch the is. captain, and do believe—not the captain, but he is a sailor. <sighs> do believe that when I first heard something, something, yeah, captain, something, something, Murdoch, I was like, "Is this Rupert Murdoch's grandfather?" <laughs> D- but I don't think so. No. no relation. No, I don't think so. Which is a bummer. We could have really <sighs> dodged a bullet, but alas, <laughs> uh, alas. Um. So, <coughs> yeah. Uh, that was my, that was the couple that I zeroed in on, not because they were particularly interesting, but yeah. because I couldn't understand why she was so angry. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I get that. She just wanted to hobnob. She was the, mm-hmm. she's really the only, that's really like the only second class, like interaction, we get. interaction we get. Cause mm-hmm. most of it is with the first class or, or the Kates, the Kates, <laughs> the trio of Kates, the trio of Kates. I will say her. I did. I did really like the line where she's like, it must be fate. And she's like, no, that's just Irish. <laughs> I was like, oh, you got me, gal. That yeah, I was, is I funny. was shortlist. What a coincidence. We're all named Kate. <laughs> like, no. No, we're all just we're Irish. Just, we're just fucking Irish Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I guess let's kind of tap on each of the characters that are sort of recurring. Yeah. Um, I'm going to let you kick it off, I guess. I'm not sure who really to focus on. The ensemble is just so... It's so big and there's so many people and there's... It kind of like bounces around. The story bounces around because it's not... the the. So I think what... I want to read this quote from Maury Yeston about why he wanted to write, write mm. this musical because yeah, it kind love, of shines like... <laughs> I'd love to get some insight. ...shines on like why the show is structured the way that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, he says... Quote, what drew me to a musical about the story of the Titanic was the positive aspects of what the ship represented. One, humankind striving after great artistic works and similar technological feats. And two, the dreams of the passengers on board. Third class to immigrate to America for a better life. Second class to leave live a leisured lifestyle in imitation of the upper classes. And the first class to maintain their privileged positions forever. <laughs> the collision with the iceberg dashed all of those dreams simultaneously, and the subsequent transformation of character of the passengers and crew had, it seemed to me, the potential for great emotional and musical expression on stage, end quote. So he's kind mm. of like, the whole story, quote unquote, is essentially like learning about these characters and what their aspirations are, and then watching that all essentially fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. <clears throat> um, I appreciate that mm-hmm. um thank you you're welcome mr yeston thank you to connor for reading mr yeston's beautiful words i just i guess my biggest issue is that there do, there aren't any stakes it doesn't feel i don't feel like there. i understand that a big ship sinks right like i get that we all know what the titanic is and we all know it's gonna happen it's it's one of those things that i keep running into with historical musicals we yeah. have this problem with um ernest shackleton as yeah, well absolutely. where it's like we know what the conflict is. Right. And and the difference between Titanic the movie and Titanic the musical is that we picked one right. set of it's characters very to zoom in on, right. like magnify times a hundred yeah. and give them stakes and give them like mm-hmm. pathos and, and create something yeah. versus just checking in on all levels, every checking single, in with everyone. Yeah. Because like I don't have enough time to care whether they live or die. I assume most of them probably will die. Like, I don't understand why you're telling me. I don't think there's enough time to really dive into the story of like, of, of the people who matter. I would love just the telegraph guy. I would love just the, um, Guy who proposes via telegraph. Oh yeah, the Stoker. <laughs> yeah. Or or just the Cates. Or yeah. like give me mm, five characters to focus on. Yeah. And I think this musical could work a whole lot better. 43 is a lot. 43 is a lot. And a lot of the time it's hard to distinguish who is who. 100%. Because not only because we did end up watching a bootleg of mm-hmm. the Sydney production, um, mm-hmm. the Sydney Australia production, but um 
like not only because it's kind of hard to like make out who it is, but it's there's never really any distinction distinction of personality mm-hmm. other than a few characters. Mm-hmm. So it's like focus on those characters that you have those distinctions as yeah. opposed to like this huge ensemble. Yeah. Because the other thing is, is they are not just the like this this cast is massive because they also have an ensemble mm-hmm. of people that are like the maids and the the porters mm-hmm. and like everyone else in the background. Mm-hmm. So it's just like it's insane how many people are on stage at any given time. It's so huge. And I just am like, well, well this, is a, sure this is a this is a high people. school musical if it's a day. <laughs> Hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because it won't matter. And if you have, I feel like I know this isn't true. It feels like all the songs are ensemble pieces, mm-hmm. even though they aren't, because all of the songs sound the same to me. Yes, it's very much the Grand Hotel. It really is aspect of a lot of the songs sound very similar. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I don't think the sound, the music is bad. No, it's really good. I. It it, is. I mean, it won um, the best musical for a reason. It, it did. Did the musical? The, the music is really good. It. Um. I really like the opening like sequence. Yes. It's like six or seven songs mm-hmm. where like everybody's arriving on the boat. They're yeah. seeing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. It really does capture that feeling of like wonder of seeing mm-hmm. this massive thing that. Mm-hmm has it has never existed in history before and like like figuring out that you're about to be part of something amazing yeah and like it really does capture that feeling and the music was really great for that but it's kind of like after that it's hard to like pick out number from number like where you are exactly um i just feel like i i also loved that first introduction to everyone you yeah. know you know i love uh here's all of oh, our yeah. characters here's what they're here's about what they're about <laughs> we we love that and here. they do it and they do it so well because it's literally like how they board the ship mm-hmm. and as they're boarding there it's just like it's a so quick smart. introduction yeah, yeah it's brilliant i don't know if it's coming to the titanic um in <clears throat> during a time where i'm just like actively calling for class warfare <laughs> 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 Versus um, like 1998 when I was seven. Right. But but I do feel like um, I just did not give a shit about the rich people's um, problems or life on the boat or what they cared about yeah. at all. Like yeah. I skip, cut them out completely. Like great. The Astors were on there. The Guggenheims were on there. Like all these rich, famous people. <laughs> yeah. Millionaires and whatever. But like it's so... I don't care that they want to be rich forever. That's no, literally yeah. what every rich person exactly. wants. I don't give a shit. The one time that I like cheered for something that the rich people, a rich one of the rich characters said was like uh, at the end when he was like. <laughs> when they had every, the are we the baddies moment. And he's like, are, are, wait, are we the bad people? Um, or And then he goes like uh, the famous quote, like every um, like fortune hides behind or like hides a crime or something like that Mm -hmm. and he's like so come on men let's confess our crimes and Mm -hmm. i was like confess 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 confess. confess. tell us how you got your fucking money through blood no one earns it everyone steals it yeah you stole that money from how many poor people yeah tell us yeah exactly i that was a cathartic moment when they were like i guess this is our fate this is what happens when you uh just squeeze blood from a stone yep um but yeah, I just was the Titanic just like um, God's like sign to rich people like, hey, don't don't so maybe don't. Um, they didn't take it. I'll tell you that <laughs> they didn't heed. And as you were saying before we we got on mic, um, the way that we talk about the Titanic, we mm-hmm. don't talk about like the class aspect whatsoever. Not at all. Like we never talk about the fact that like the third the steerage like passengers were basically trapped underwater and if we talk about it it's like it's really sad that because they were so close to the bottom of the boat they died first not like it was an ordered it was yeah hierarchical they were sent to their deaths that was like a choice that someone made yeah that those people were not going to survive like it's like literally there's that scene between the the architect Mm -hmm. of the ship and the captain Mm -hmm. and the architect is like are you playing god Mm -hmm. right now yeah and the captain is like it's it is what it is. It is what it is. But God yeah. already gave them the upper hand by putting them so close to the sky. Yeah, basically. Like, I just think it's so interesting that I know so much about the compartments of the Titanic. <laughs> and yet I didn't know until 
I'll, I will say James Cameron does depict them kind of getting trapped. Yeah, yeah. Because I distinctly remember like scenes of like people the pushed gate. up against the gate. Yeah, the yeah. gate. Um, I no thanks. Truly horrifying. Um, yeah, I just there's a reason why I've never been on a cruise. It's uh, <laughs> because I saw that movie too I young. Do not <laughs> fuck with the ocean. I do not fuck with that. <laughs> That's none of my business. That's. I'm not going Simply there. Simply none of my business. I really loved the scene where, um, okay, also a through line of this musical is that the ship needs to go faster. Yes. Now, are they implying that because the ship was going so fast, mm-hmm. that was also part of the problem? Yes. Because they couldn't turn because in they, time because, because they, they were going so fast. Yeah, because they were going so fast and they uh, spotted the iceberg too late. Right. If they'd been going slower, maybe they could have dodged it. A got little bit it. better. Um, but there is a point where it's, so, I think so, that one that oh, sorry, no, 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 I, no. I think I that, that aspect is supposed to be like kind of touching on like how this the accident was sort of like man's hubris against nature. Totally. Yeah. So um like man trying to because the whole thing is like everyone is telling the owner of the boat, like, no, we need to go slow. Like it should be a safe voyage, mm-hmm. not a fast voyage. Mm-hmm. And the owner is like, no, we we need to make history. And it's like, well, you yeah. did. Yeah. <laughs> So there's a scene where like that guy, the guy who owns the boat fully goes off and he's like, (laughs) I just love when American slash just entrepreneurship in in general, like business is motivated by other countries succeeding first. Like he's like, the crowds can do it in 14. And I was like, (laughs) okay. I love that we're concerned about how they're getting across the ocean. So anyway, he's like, we can't do this in a fortnight. We right. have to do it. It has to be, it has to be a it six, to be day, a six trip. day voyage. Um, which like, why? The, Who knows? That's man's big, hu- again, it's man's, man's hubris. hubris. Um, yeah. And it, boy, it oh boy, does, do they fly too close to the sun? <laughs> they really do. They really do. It doesn't work out for them. Every time the ship sinks and every time I'm like, Bummer. I really thought maybe this <laughs> maybe time. Maybe this time it would be different. You'd get lucky. <laughs> maybe this time I'll win. And they never do. And they never do. That's the thing about the Titanic. They never they win. They never win. Yeah. Uh, like literally. They never do. Are, is, okay, wait. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Are they like doing, did they like, isn't there going to be another Titanic? Uh, the boat or a show? Like the boat. Like uh, the actual probably. boat. I th- like I feel like I read somewhere that like they're making, not like the actual like a replica but like mm-hmm. they're making another ship and they're gonna rename it the titanic and they're gonna like sail along the same course or something That's like that one psychotic two every princess cruise liner that exists in the ocean today any ship that does cruises to me is the titanic correct like you're already flirting with death you're flirting with pirates you're flirting with uh, running aground on a sandbar and being trapped in the middle of the ocean like to me any cruise ship is the titanic getting on one you are accepting an inherent risk of death in my opinion when you get on the boat the titanic too is a planned passenger ocean liner intended to be a functional modern day replica no. of the Olympic class RMS Titanic. The new ship is planned to have a gross tonnage of 56,000 mm-hmm. while the original ship only measured about 46,000. Uh, it will it announced that the $500 million project is back and the ship will plan to set out on its maiden voyage sometime soon. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, this, says, this says 2022, but I haven't, I haven't. I haven't heard a thing. Yeah. Let's go to it. If it leaves from New York, I'm we should be gonna, the people. I'm on waving the, a hanky yeah, on the waving beer. A hanky. <laughs> we will be showing up in 1912 drag. I will be sabering the top off of the champagne <laughs> bottle. Yes, <laughs> amazing. I would love to show up in a coat with tails. Oh, you must. Yeah, that is just beyond me. Why would you just like, beyond me? Also. The boats that we have on the ocean today are mm-hmm. much bigger than the Titanic ever have was. Right? Like it would have to be. Yeah. Who's getting stuck in third class is my question. That what plebe is, is like, I'll shell out actually, six thousand dollars. I would love to be in steerage. <laughs> I hope that it's actually gonna run like the Titanic too, and it's just a bo- a boiler room full of sweaty oh, dudes God. shoveling. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I can. I would want to be in that boiler <laughs> exactly. room. I can imagine, actually. Um, here's Nightmare. Here's what I think. I think that this disaster proves that every 
project should have a person with anxiety on the crew because I'll tell you this right now if it were me on the boat yeah in charge of lifeboats I'd be like I don't really care that it takes up the deck space what if the worst happens exactly like, you need a person who is constantly going what's the worst possible outcome of this situation and how do we avoid and how it? do we plan for it yeah. like that is just uh, and I know that people had anxiety back then because we locked up like oh yeah millions of women for being hysterical absolutely <laughs> it's like throw me in jail but put another fucking lifeboat on this boat <laughs> it's just great I just I will confess to my crimes of wanting another lifeboat on the Titanic <laughs> put me in jail I didn't ask for that I just think I I, I get it right like I understand that people make insane shortcuts in order to To be more aesthetically pleasing or to sell more seats. (laughs) Like airplanes are a nightmare because we just want to cram fucking sardines in the tube. Yeah. Yeah. And they could be better. Life could be better, but we simply just won't allow it. We refuse. Um, But I don't understand. I don't care. That would be like if we didn't put enough oxygen masks on a plane because we were like, it probably won't crash. Like, (laughs) It would look really ugly if that many oxygen masks dropped down. I just do not get, (laughs) I really don't understand like the levels of people that that had to go through where someone was like, it's actually fine. It's fine. When I, when I was (laughs) reading about the actual boat, the Titanic and like what actually happened and like why Mm -hmm. we learn about it and that kind of thing, like the, the number of light boats they had met like the standards. safety standards sure, of, of that time period. Of course. But because of how. <laughs> Go off, sis. They us. are also mad about it. <laughs> They're also mad. Furious. Fur- they want That's more light boats on the Titanic. <laughs> you are going to a sanatorium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but because of like the disaster and how it happened and the fact that like the lifeboats weren't even full mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the like they changed maritime safety laws God essentially damn. because of the titanic good and that's those laws still affect like shipping and cruises today that's i mean the the triangle shirtwaist factory Correct. of the sea <laughs> regulations are written in blood yeah like, it's, it's true so true it's really fucked up honestly yep. but i mean i'm obviously glad that it happened but it is one of those things where <laughs> it does make you rethink when you're on the pontoon and you're like <laughs> i probably just need a couple life jackets like, yeah, we don't need you make sure everybody's got a fucking life jacket <laughs> yeah but it's like at the same time it's like i'm a strong swimmer right, exactly <laughs> i've been swimming on the river for my entire life, <laughs> for my life. i grew up in these waters <laughs> no give me a fucking life jacket the river has a current <laughs> i do i i will say it did hit it hits every time when they're like the realization yes. of the the like couple people who know who are like running the math who are crunching the yes. numbers and they're like not looking good <laughs> not looking great we could have done it if it were here it's it's giving climate scientists yes like, we literally could, that we could survive it at 0.5 celsius we could survive it at 1.5 celsius we cannot do 3 celsius we are fucked like <laughs> we could have done two compartments we could have done four six not looking good. Great. <laughs> My favorite part of that aspect of the show is that it's a card shark. <laughs> like you said at the beginning, it's like this gambler who's like, I count for a living. I count things for a living. And I, don't I know count if cards and I count boats. <laughs> and I count boats. And there ain't enough boats, honey. Not enough <laughs> boats, lady. Like, what are you talking about? Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, counting cards is completely different from counting boats. I was just going to say, I feel like counting cards is very different. (laughs) One's like a set number. (laughs) Unless you just happen to know how many a lifeboat can hold. Well, I feel like if you are a gambler who is constantly just like making your living by crossing Mm. the ocean and fleecing millionaires for their (laughs) livelihoods, you probably have to be aware of like your exit routes. So I feel like he probably does know a good deal about life. Did he make it off the boat? I, I don't d- remember. I don't think so. Okay. Met, uh, women and children first. I, I mean, mean, and he was a man and he was fully a man. Um, I, I did appreciate the end. We're going all over him. That's I fine. did. Oh, um, talking about like the realization, yeah, the yeah, yeah. moment that really hit me was mm-hmm. that, that scene in the first class saloon. 
Okay. When they're walking around and none of them are wearing their life jackets. And then they're just singing and like the porter is like, please put your life jackets mm-hmm. on. And they're like, no, it's just, it's fine. It's, yeah. We're going to be on our way soon. And then they all stop and watch as a trolley slowly rolls by. Rolls by. So good. Completely by itself. And it's Perfect. silent. Yeah. It's such a good moment. Perfect moment. Yeah. Here's what I'll tell you. If you wake me up in the middle of the night on the boat, first of all, how did I get there? Exactly. Second of all... <laughs> tell you one fucking thing for free i'm not calm i am putting on my life jacket exactly. and i am do not fuck with me i like don't talk to me don't look at me i am paying attention i am ready to I survive am following the rules <laughs> like i just can't i say that but also i think about the crew and like at one point, so the porters are waking everyone up and they're right. like, we have to, the captain asked us to come to the deck, but most of the crew mm-hmm. doesn't know right. that the ship is sinking. Right. They're following orders. And I'm like, I totally get that. That's what being in that position is like, that's what a boat is. You have to be, yeah, of course. that's what a captain is, right? right? He's the fucking boss and you do what he says. Right. And that's your job. I... <laughs> I gotta be honest. I'd be asking questions. I would be the troublemaker. I'd be like, hey, why are we waking all of these people up? They're going to be fucking pissed. Is it bad? Is it bad, boss? Are we we going down? I won't tell them that, but I need to know. Right? Like, I mean, then, but then do you want to know? I don't know. It's just, I would be asking a lot of questions. Those people are very chill. So chill. For being awake in the middle of the night on a boat in the middle of the ocean. I'm sorry. You're just too calm for me. But yeah, the the scene where that like trolley rolls by. So, so good. good. So well placed. Yes. It really is like a listen, I love to watch the rich get their come up oh, yeah, and that come up in the form of a sliding trolley. Mm-hmm. Couldn't ask for more. Like a serving cart. Yes. Is your tell. Yes. Fuck you. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's, um, it, so that good. was like really good. That's yeah. like the one chilling moment of the show. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I did love the end. Um, or I didn't love it, but I liked at the end where they kind of talked about like mm. the screams like and then they say something like it was all you could hear for 30 minutes and then there was silence like i can't yeah imagine and like one of them says like i was almost relieved of course yeah you just have to be like yeah oh, at least that's not happening anymore exactly I'm not gonna process the why of that but it, at right. least it isn't happening anymore right. yeah and it, you know like all of those people who survived the alcoholics <laughs> now <laughs> What are, you, what are you gonna do? Yeah. It's 1912. They don't have therapy. No, no, they were not right for the rest of their no. lives. They were not right. Fully fucked in the head. <laughs> Except for the unsinkable Molly Brown, as we have Correct. stated. Correct. <laughs> because she was what? Unsinkable. Unsinkable. Um, and she was what? Compartmentalizing. <laughs> she had enough compartments. The, the, the trauma she wasn't had, overriding it them. Didn't, it didn't get into the sixth <laughs> compartment. <laughs> That is a thing that like sticks out. I, I remember that from my right. youth. Also, I think I'm I'm dating the podcast as we're recording this, but totally fine. But in the last couple of weeks, there's been a clip going around of Steve Martin's uh, King Tut song on okay. SNL. Oh yes, or on my corner of Twitter. Right, and it has been resurfaced because Gen Z is like, this is appropriation. Okay. Like with like missing the context of the song and the video. Right. The thing being that like when he wrote the song, there was a King Tut exhibit that was touring America and right. it was like a cultural <laughs> phenomenon. Right. Sold out like lines down the block. People were like, this was your whole fucking to be able to go see this exhibit right. was incredible. And was very in in the consciousness of the of the zeitgeist right like everyone was like holy shit in a similar way and i don't know if it's still touring but i know that there was a titanic exhibit that also toured with like artifacts from the titanic and i think there is mitch correct me if i'm wrong isn't there a replica in missouri it's like a Titanic museum in Missouri. Why Missouri of all places? Uh, now, Connor. That's a landlocked state. <laughs> now, Connor, oh, you know I don't know the answer to that. Hold on. <laughs> Titanic museum. I do know that. I think if I remember correctly, I think the Chicago 
Science Museum maybe mm-hmm. has like a part of the Okay, it like, is in Branson. <laughs> so fucking course it's in Branson. <laughs> so I think the Chicago like Museum of Science and Industry has a part of the Titanic in one of its exhibits. Mm. Um because my mom has talked or my sister has told me about it or something like that. Um when I just Googled Titanic Museum, I was offered many states to fill in. Like this is the Titanic was a cultural phenomenon oh, yeah, in the same way that King Tut was of like, right. here's this thing that we all know about. Mm-hmm. It's this historical thing and you get to see it. You get to experience like, right. see what the artifacts that have been under the sea for mm-hmm. 40 years look or Hello? Okay. For 75 years, like see what that right. looks like. See, you know, get to experience it. Um, So I do think that this is for some reason America was like this is the most important thing that we right. have ever seen and we need to learn about it yeah. right we need to learn everything about despite it despite the fact that it was a british ship right. <laughs> didn't even get here <laughs> he didn't even, didn't even make, make it, it. <laughs> like why do we care um i was trying to think of that and like i like like i said in the hello again it's like maybe it was because it was a disaster that mm-hmm. touched all classes mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. the quote-unquote ship of dreams and like america sort of fucking yeah. country of dreams Classic. Or whatever. so like maybe america the americans are like this could be us <laughs> we could, this ship sinking could be could our country be is quite the metaphor, honestly. That's just my that's my my analysis. It's true though. Um yeah, so I just think I, I don't understand why we as a yeah. country are or were so obsessed. I mean, I think the obsession has certainly faded a little bit. Um I for one do not and will not participate in door discourse. Uh so I don't I don't do that. I don't read about that. Um I don't I don't participate Are you talking about in that. wheels versus doors? No, I'm talking about um who could fit on the door. Oh, who could fit on the door. Yeah, I don't do that. Okay. Um but I think that's Despite the, the fact that they both tried to fit on the door and it <laughs> and tipped. It didn't work. And it didn't work. It's but... like, have you ever been on a raft in a lake? Like, right. None of these people who want to contribute to the discourse have ever tried to share a raft share in a, a body raft. of water. Yes. Fuck you. I'm you sorry. You don't know anything. You don't know how buoyancy works, <laughs> apparently. Water displacement means nothing to you. <laughs> not us. We are water scientists. Okay. We know. <laughs> I'm not participating in the discourse. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but I do think that that's like, the lasting somehow that's the lasting takeaway from Titanic like for whatever I mean obviously maritime law changes blah, 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 blah. right but I mean in the in the uh pop popular culture mind I don't feel that we've retained anything from Titanic except like jokes <laughs> <laughs> correct I would well I mean I kind of I kind of talked about this uh beforehand but um the it number one it was according to Wikipedia, the deadliest peacetime sinking of a uh, cruise ship mm. um, or superliner. Mm-hmm. Um, but the sinking of the ship did actually make its impact on pop culture in the disaster film genre. Mm, okay. Um, some of the fir- earliest disaster films were um, made in the, uh, actually in 1912. Oh. Um, in Nacht in und Eis, it okay. was about the sinking of the Titanic. And then in 1913, Atlantis was also about the sinking of the Titanic. Mm. Um, so, and like that, those kind of movies kind of like kicked off the disaster movie genre. So, okay. It has made an impact on pop culture. Mm-hmm. It's just like we don't know right. that subtly. It's like, very influ- subtly influencing yes. genres, which yes. is cool. Um, especially because like I think it's interesting that I think the disaster movie. I know there were tons of like plane movie disasters. Yeah. So, um, and airplane the movie yeah. is riffing on all of those of, yes. disaster movies that happened on planes. <laughs> so it's interesting that at the same time we were finding the Titanic, there's a resurgence of yeah. that that genre yeah. of those films. I was going to say there are, there are quite a few uh like 1980s disaster movies that are pretty famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the 1990s. Yeah. Like right around that era. So uh and if you don't know the answer to this that's fine. Was there controversy about whether or not the ship had split in twain and then finding it was like Team Twain was like, yes, we were right. <laughs> it was very much Team uh, <laughs> team, Doors versus Team Wheels. <laughs> team Team Hole versus Team Twain. Um, um, 
And we will be making team whole t-shirts. Um, You're welcome. I mean, <laughs> God bless. Trying to get into a different market. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Wikipedia, t- the Titanic was long thought to have sunk in one piece. Mm. And over the years, many ideas were put forward for raising the wreck, but none came to fruition. Um, the fun- fundamental problem was the difficulty of finding it and mm-hmm. reaching it. Um, and then... The Franco-American expedition led by Jean-Louis Michel and Robert Ballard found it and discovered that it had, in fact, split apart. Um, And that, like, kind of uh, illuminated what happened to the ship because, like, the the destructions of the parts of the ship were totally different Mm. in terms of, like, I think it says, like, the bow... uh, crumpled but Mm -hmm. the stern completely collapsed oh okay okay interesting it's so terrifying uh the thought of literally boat breaking in half makes me want to throw up (laughs) uh everything about this makes me want to throw up yeah that is why i don't go in boats it's not great it's not good um just the Getting the passengers off the ship mm-hmm. is an interesting thing I love thing that we're not to... even talking about the musical at this point. No, I... <laughs> I meant in the musical, that scene where they're like... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort yeah. of dis... They're kind of getting everybody together, like coming to the deck yes. and, and getting on lifeboats and stuff. Yeah. I wanted it to be... It felt way too ordered. Way too ordered. We don't have the band. We don't yeah. have, like, play the fucking, that's the famous thing about the Titanic, right? The Going down kept, with the ship. Yeah, I'm the sure that, playing. right. Like, right. I just, there was more opportunity, I mm-hmm. felt like, to raise the stakes, be a little bit more dramatic. It doesn't yeah. have to be disorderly, but it no. could be more emotional. Yeah, Like, absolutely. I didn't feel anything when someone gave up their seat. Right. I didn't, like, I was like, okay. Well, because by that point, you have to address all of the characters you've introduced. Right. Right. So we're rushing through how they all kind of meet their demise or don't. And it just doesn't give any weight because I'm like, well, okay. And we only ever see one boat launched. Mm -hmm. So it kind Mm -hmm. of like leaves up to speculation what happens to a lot of the characters that we don't see. Yeah. Um, Like there's vague talking about like, oh, I'll get on the boat and you won't. But like, mm-hmm. again, going back mm-hmm. to the fact that there are so many named characters, it's hard to tell who's actually on the boat or mm-hmm. who's not. Wow. Um, but I, my thing it, with it was that, um, like I said, it was too orderly mm-hmm. because one of the famous aspects of it is that the crowd control, once the ship started going down, just completely disintegrated. It would have to dissipate, in, in, like not right. dissipate, it would have to immediately evaporate. Yeah. Like it's gone. Exactly. It's non-existent. Because wasn't there like a whole thing about like the, the like sailors essentially had to like pull out guns and be like, yeah, get back yeah. so that we can launch these fucking lifeboats. I think that was, yeah. And I think that's why a lot of them like launched half full yes. because it was just so, they were like, we got to get Chaotic. them off yeah. the boat. Um, we just have to get the boats off the boat right? or nobody is going to get out. Yeah. So better that, which was also of the boat, one of the reasons why the lifeboats didn't go back for survivors. Right. Cause they were like, if we go back, they we will, will overwhelm, we us. will overwhelm, be overwhelmed. And yeah. We'll um, did we ever find out? So the, we get like a kind of <laughs> get this weird, like I stayed with the telegraph to the end <laughs> one. How do we know that? <laughs> how do they know? But also why didn't that boat turn around? I can't remember now why the boat that was close the didn't California, come back. Yeah. I think wasn't the, someone asleep? Like the they radio, just didn't have yeah, an the, operator. The radio guy in the in that scene, which I really liked that scene because mm-hmm. they did they tilted the set. Did you notice yeah. that? Yeah. That was mm-hmm. really cool. So so cool. I really, really liked that. Um because like there needed to be more tilting, frankly, there need, there in my opinion, need to be more tilting. Um, but it's hard to do it's when you have a stage. That's true. All right. But they did tilt like some set pieces. As though which we haven't really, been doing really rake awesome. stages for millennia. Thank please. you. Thank you. <laughs> Just we can, rake it the other way. We can pull in a rake. Everything else is on hydraulics. Why can't this be? <laughs> Just rake it sideways. Exactly. Come on. <laughs> that should be easy. Mitch, is that easy to do? Yeah, yeah he's nodding course. his head. Sack after we'll have nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but Sagatra. they're in charge of the rakes <laughs> yes apparently um but i think he said in that scene that like 
because the California was a smaller ship and he's mm-hmm. like a lot of smaller ships only have one person on the telegram. So mm. he's probably asleep. Probably wasn't. Yeah. I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, <clears throat> night shift on the boat. Fucking kill me. I really liked the scene at the end of the first act because the, the first act is basically everything leading up to mm-hmm. the um the strike of the iceberg. Yeah. And then the second act is like basically everybody <laughs> getting off the boat. I think great act one closer <laughs> hidden iceberg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Amazing yeah. stakes. Love it. Um, but uh, which I want to say that act one ending song was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was one of the songs that I really, really liked. Um, and I really liked the way that the Sydney production staged it with like all the stars mm-hmm. and everybody walking around being like, oh, it's such a beautiful night. Mm-hmm. And then like they had they had the lookout at the bottom of the stage and he was just kind of like there. And then all of a sudden the music goes into a minor key. Mm, something something spooky. spooky happening <laughs> always be afraid of that's why i'm constantly on the lookout in my life for oh, yeah. a minor key just in case just, you always a harbinger have to, of doom <laughs> always have to be listening for minor keys yeah. it's really uh one of the worst things they don't prepare you for in life they really don't um <laughs> i love that we followed the proposal via telegram song with uh, where the guy's like, I just love this woman and I need to tell her right now so she doesn't uh, fuck someone else. Yeah. Because as we all know, engagements are loose in these times. Loose, very loose. We saw it's Brigadoon. 1912. <laughs> engagements it's loose. are loose. It, the engagement even. He did it over the telegram. He did it over the telegram. That's not very romantic. Not very romantic. But then we followed him being like, I love you, be my wife, with this gentleman who's like, I love my telegraph. <laughs> I love sending telegrams. That tele- That's my whole life. That telegram man was gay. <laughs> he was. He was gay if he was a day. Yeah, he was gay for his telegraph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just really was like, we're really doing a song right now about this guy. Yeah. I was like, I fucking live to telegraph. Oh, it's, it's the best. I live for it. I'm like, okay, I love that for you. But I truly night, jo- night shift at the boat. Uh, no, no thanks. Mm-mm. If I had to I'm do good. it, all things in my life ended with me having to work on a boat well i'd want the day shift oh i mean i would you want to be sleeping that. with the, you you want to be awake with the i sun. need my circadian rhythms yeah, your circadian intact. rhythms need to stay the, yeah. I, but i mean it's 1912 they don't know those things. that's true i'm just like to me are they still I know... balancing humors back then <laughs> i don't fully know my asthma theory is prominent <laughs> i think uh, no one's washing their hands for sure oh you know nobody was washing their hands i know it smell crazy in mm-hmm. there just oh oof. that that steerage where everybody's just sweating because yeah. they're right next to the boilers. That had to smell rough. Rank. Stinky. Yeah. That's Not why they locked like, them down there. I mean, they were like, we can't. You <laughs> guys. stinking up the deck. <laughs> you guys can't be up here because you smell so bad. <laughs> you guys smell so bad. <laughs> it's so mean to say about all these poor people. <laughs> these poor people who were locked underwater. Oh, oh my God. It's horrific. Um, Here's what I'll say. And I do believe this, but this is just sort of my um, feeling in most disasters. Mm-hmm. I I would be, I'd just go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Might take like a bunch of champagne, some oh, yeah. benzos if they're loose, falling yeah. around. Yeah. But I'm not getting on that boat. Yeah, um, I feel that. This is me. I feel that. Mm, rip. Much like, <laughs> much like I said in Hello Again, I'm mm-hmm. going out the way God intended mm-hmm. with a dick in the mouth and a salute. That's I, I, Captain. Going out as a faggot. That's right. I'm just not, I'm just not interested in fighting for the, here's the other thing. And we talked about this in Ernest Shackleton, but Mm -hmm. I'm not rowing a boat to land. (laughs) Well, they didn't. They just had to They just had to wait to get picked up. Yeah. But like. That's the way to do it. Now, that is the way I do it. You know, (laughs) you know, I'm not rowing to land. Not at all. But I mean, how do you know? Didn't they have to row? They did have to roll a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, they had to roll away. Don't you have to get away from the wreck yeah, because, because it'll suck you under, yeah, right? Yeah, when a boat goes under like that, it Pulse. creates like a down, a essentially like kind a down like current. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why so many people drowned. Right, because it sucked them under, yeah. right? Okay, that's what I thought. Um, there's a there's even that whole scene in um, James Cameron's Titanic mm-hmm. where he's like, doesn't he tell her to swim down or something like that instead of swimming mm-hmm. up? I don't know. I've only seen Titanic once mm-hmm. and it was when I was under 13. Mm-hmm. So I was doing it in secret. Of course. Um, so the blinding panic that my mom would somehow know that I had watched Titanic <laughs> of course. in my mind illegally was 
kind of subsuming all other mm. processing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so no, I don't remember that okay. line. We, I had a lot of Catholic guilt going on oh, as I was I watching. <laughs> we actually had it on VHS. Yeah. We had the two VHS. Set. That's how I watched it, baby, yeah, baby. on the two VHS. Because um, my sister was. My sister was a Titanic girl. I love. Uh, listen, yeah. I deeply respect the Titanic girls. They do not get enough love. They don't. They really don't. The horse girls take up way too much space. They take up all the air in the room. And they it's really like, do. we don't even like you. The Titanic girls know what's up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're like, they are on top of yeah. things. I would trust a Titanic girl with my life. hundred percent. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. No absolutely. doubt in my mind. And it must be said, James Cameron is a Titanic girl. Correct. I was just reading the other day. Someone was like, James Cameron has dived so many times to see the Titanic that he's like done more dives than some legendary like sea explorers. No way. Like he has just, he loves it so much. <laughs> That he was like, I gotta, I gotta go. So he just I like, gotta see it. he just like wakes up on the Saturday, yeah. on a Saturday. And he's like, you know, what? I'm not, I'm not really doing anything today. Should I just like, <laughs> should go I see the Titanic? Just go for a quick dip. <laughs> go for a quick dip. <laughs> he's like, I have an Oscar. And also I am like board certified scuba master. Just like, <laughs> he okay. pilots the sub himself at this point. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> Truly. I just think I love that. He's a Titanic girl and I respect that. Yeah, you have to respect a Titanic girl. I do believe that all of the pressure squished his brain so hard. Oh, yeah, absolutely. During these dives that that's why we that's have why Avatar. That's why we have Avatar. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, yeah, that absolutely. comes from a diseased mind. <laughs> <laughs> Avatar comes from a man who has seen the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. He has seen things that I nightmare of yeah exactly <laughs> that's just not no, man was not meant to go down that far no, we weren't supposed to see that no when it sank you need to let your object permanence go go in away that, moment. <laughs> that was god's way of telling you say this is none of your business the ship anymore go bye-bye it go bye-bye <laughs> it's mine now it's my that belongs to the squid. <laughs> exactly that's not for you anymore those diamonds are for the fish yeah <laughs> the fish get diamonds too. They're gorgeous. They're fucking gorgeous. They're so fucking cute. <laughs> yeah. I've lost the plot. No, it's, it's you fully plot. know that some of those monsters on in the Avatar movies were based on some of the fish he saw down there. Uh, one uh, not a doubt in my mind. Oh yeah. The creatures that are in Avatar, mm-hmm. I do believe exist at the bottom of the ocean and James Cameron will never tell you which are real and no, which are fake. He won't. No, he's like, you have to go down to the Titanic to see. <laughs> Come on down. I've got room in my submersible. <laughs> got room in Going my next private weekend. sub. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm on an every other weekend sort of situation. I don't. It's not for me. Also, it would make me so, so, so sad. Yeah. So sad. And, uh-uh. you know, there's no bodies. That's the other thing. Like, yeah, you're not even going to see skeletons because I want to see a skeleton. I need to see the skeleton of the man hugging his typewriter, his telegraph. <laughs> so sad. Doesn't exist. I thought you were going to say the the skeletons of the, the old couple That's that me. die in the bed. That's me. That's so sad. I'd be like, Mitch, don't even try it. <laughs> we're not going up there. He'd be so mad. And I'd be like, tough luck. <laughs> You'd have to lock him in the room with you. <laughs> yeah, <I would. laughs> They're not going to let you on a boat anyway. Shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Against his will. Drowning. Oh, my um, God. It's, it's That's actually a murder-suicide. <laughs> <laughs> fully is. But no one talks about that on the Titanic, do they? <laughs> no, they don't. Because we're afraid. America is too scared to moralize what happened on the Titanic. Those, those were accidental drownings, but they weren't. <laughs> a crime occurred on that ship. So many crimes occurred on that ship. I do have to say the amount of people that died... Listen, there had to be a decent percentage of criminals. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, all the I rich no people. Idea. All the rich people. That's true. All the all the asters. There was, there was probably a huge decrease in crimes. <laughs> Financial crimes. Absolutely. Card counting crimes. <laughs> Card counting crimes. Um, a short grift right. crime. Um, but no, that that like plot point was treated so ancillarily mm-hmm. because they were just like, it was just like, oh, there might be a card shark on the boat. And then like two scenes later, he's like, actually, I'm a card shark. <laughs> and then it was, that was it. He's like, tell my sister I was on the boat. And she's like, I think you'll be fine. And he's like, I lied. This isn't my real <laughs> this name. This isn't my real name. <laughs> You're going to get off. You got a vagina. <laughs> 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 tell her. 
<laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god. Um, it's interesting that we had law. I mean, I get why we have ships' logs, but it is one of those things where it's like similar to planes, where uh, you have to sit in the seat that you purchased, right? Provided it's not Southwest, in which case we don't care. You're poor anyway. Mm, god. Um, but that's why that's why I fly Southwest. <laughs> that's right. You have to sit in the seat you were assigned, so that we know who was on the pl- like right this person is on the plane we're sure of it this is where they were mm-hmm. like it's interesting having a ship's log because i was like yeah you would have to know who was on that's yeah. how we know who was on the boat right like that's how we know who died and right who didn't, absolutely um because we had a list of names that for some reason we were like we better keep these yeah i don't know i just find um it's just like a like a register essentially like right. receipts and that kind of thing yeah it's just interesting to think about all of the processes that were in place <laughs> and the ones we were like Meh, maybe not so much yeah these right uh okay yeah mm, anyway that's titanic anything else about this musical that you liked um i really liked the set design i thought it was cool yeah. i did watch briefly the broadway production mm-hmm. um and it was really interesting Noticeable differences? Um, no, it was actually pretty similar to okay. the Sydney production. Um, I really like the way that they did like the captain's like um like the bridge and then the boiler room underneath mm-hmm. and like the way they split it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um very it's very sparse set. It but really is. I was very surprised yes. by that. I honestly thought that you had sent like a lesser production oh, no. because it was so sparse. But yeah. no, it just is a it's just that. Um I think because because they're flitting through so yeah. many scenarios and touching with so many characters that they right. just there's you can't do a whole ballroom. No. You have to just fly in stained glass and Basically. that's enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I, I think it was enough mm-hmm. that you don't need to have the full ship. Yeah. No, in my opinion. You like, can just allude need, to the ship. Yeah. You don't need a James Cameron situation. But we know that James Cameron is that Titanic girly who will give us the full ship. Exactly. <laughs> Maury said, James has got James this. James has got this. <laughs> Let's just imply. Right. An implied Titanic. <laughs> An implied Titanic. ship. <laughs> no, I liked the split deck as well. I thought that worked really well yeah. for lots of scenes. Absolutely. And they made good use of the space, good yes. use of the stage. Um, appreciate. I'll always love the costumes. 1912, oh, gorgeous, yeah. gorgeous Absolutely. costumes. Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Um, there were a lot of like, uh, like red, reddish brown suits, and mm-hmm. I was like, I want a suit that color. Looks really Let's bring good. those back. Yeah. Let's bring back fucked up suit colors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like some of the stars are trying to do that with like the Oscars. But That's like, true. Um, but, I think we should lean in a little bit more. Yeah. Let's bring it to the um, non-famous people. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Let's start a movement. Can uh, I have a fucked up suit color, please? <laughs> please, God. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just, I'll say that I liked all of the outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised at the sleeping wear. I don't know why, but I, it read as, I was like, all oh, these flannel nightgowns. <laughs> like, I was like, well, it's very cold. Hell? Yeah. You know, they're like dress warm. Like, right. Not, how do you not, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> They'd clearly put all the women with anxiety into the mental institutions it's at that true. point because no one was scared enough. <laughs> I will say that right now. <laughs> if you wake me up in the middle of the night for any reason. Oh, yeah. I'm number one scared. <laughs> That's the first reaction. <laughs> That's fear. That's a fear-based that a fear response. response. <laughs> and I'm right to do I'm it. I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, oh, I did want to say that I am genuinely very shocked we never did this in Mizzou. The costumes the alone. Cost- literally, Jim I was Lord. looking at the costumes, especially during the la- the final rag or like the latest rag. Mm-hmm. Number one, the Sydney choreo, the most Bluff. Jim Miller choreo I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> and that's why we love it. And that's why we love it. And number two, the costumes. I was like, the costumes. this would have like Jim would have had a wet dream. And you know, we loved a split set. Oh, we, yeah. loved we loved a bridge. A, <laughs> two towers and a bridge. That shit was on That's point. That's set design, brother. That is the peak. The problem is we, Jim Miller would never have cast that many people. Yeah, uh, there's too, 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 too many, many people. Too many people. You lose, you lose control. Mm. He doesn't have control it's like true. that. <laughs> um, he's not the captain of the ship, unfortunately. That is correct. I am the loose cannon porter. Uh, 
Any other final thoughts? No, I think that's about All it. Good. Let's we just talk jump... about a lot of things that were not that the musical. weren't the musical, but let's discuss that in yeah. Man Chair. Connor, Man Chair, this for us. Yeah, I don't know if I'd ever like watch this again. It's <laughs> yeah. so long. Yeah. The first act alone is an hour and a half. It's, yeah, they really yeet yeah. you through the second half. It's like, yeah, you the get s- it. The boat's sinking. Right, exactly. <laughs> the second half is only like thirty or forty minutes yeah, long. It's short. It's very short. Um. But I would I I might listen to like the music again, like especially that first sequence. Um, like I said, I, nothing against the music. I think it's very beautiful. It's very it's very much a classic like mm-hmm. musical theater. But um, a lot of the songs are kind of just blend together, much mm-hmm. like Grand Hotel. Um, and I think that for what Maury Estin and um, Pete Stone, uh, Peter Stone wanted to do with the show in terms of like looking at the dreams and like using like striving for uh, like artistic and technological greatness um, and like how that all gets dashed by one incident. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they fully accomplished that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would sit <laughs> down and watch this for two hours and 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> again. Meryl, manager. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It's a no for me. <laughs> um, I might have uh, said during Grand Hotel that I would listen to a song again. And that was a lie, dear readers. And I've decided in 2022, honesty is my policy. I'm not going to listen to this again. Okay. Um, I'm not going to watch it again. I might rewatch Titanic the film. Okay. Um, because, I was actually kind of thinking of that yeah, as well. Yeah, the last time I saw it was... 1999 yeah. <laughs> so oh we didn't even talk um the original broadway production does have a pretty stacked cast it has brian darcy james michael Cerverus, like uh, a bunch of broadway uh, names both of it. my dads yeah exactly okay um didn't even mention that now Sorry that i that. would watch yes i i will say i preferred to listen i listened to a little bit of the cast recording mm-hmm. um before i watched the production and i did enjoy listening to the cast recording more than i liked watching yeah the it's and that's just how it is when it's not professionally recorded the yeah, vocals aren't as good the visuals aren't whatever it's fine yeah um i think the cast recording if you're interested in this is going to be good and like you said stacked yeah. cast so i appreciate that but i just it's not for me it's yeah, not fair. a thing i care about and that's fine um i'm glad it exists i'm so glad Mari Eston has a Prof- like professorship at Yale. Yeah, good for him. Go off, Queen. Um, you deserve that in the wake of your bananas decision to, <laughs> to write a Phantom musical Phantom five musical. years later. Um, I just, oh yeah, God. I don't recommend it. Honestly, I wouldn't even say like it's a fun hate listen. Yeah, or watch. It's just like do you, unless caveat here huge asterisk unless you're a titanic girl unless you're a titanic girl in which case go i say it. go off yeah um and you and james cam can be best yeah. friends and talk about the titanic and and i just want to like make sure that everybody is clear mm-hmm. i don't hate this musical i don't think it's bad no 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 no, no. i don't either it's, it's just, just not for me not for me it's just not interesting to me part of me part of me not interested. Not interested. <laughs> Not interested in that. Sorry. Do you think it would be good for high school? Do you think it'd be good oh, for college? 100%. Like, I think this is a good, not weirdly racist show to cast a bunch of people in, yeah. um, which is always the trick with high school musicals. Um, Correct. But I think, yeah, it's just meh. Yeah. Glad it exists. Glad I saw it. Don't need to Won't be watching engage it again. with it further. <laughs> We're good. We've reached the end of the run. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Connor, anything to plug? As usual, you can follow me across all platforms at CRELIA12 on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. You can find any of my funny writing at The Onion or any of my funny oh! videos there. Meryl, how about you? We love. Um, nothing for me, but you can follow this podcast across all platforms at Bits Over B-Way. You can email us, bitsoverbway at gmail.com. We are on Patreon, patreon.com slash bitsoverbway. Uh, you can find us across all the places to get podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, we're there. Uh, if we're not there, email us and we'll try our best uh, to get there. <laughs> and no promises. Um, that is all I have. Bye. Bye. Let's go to it. If it leaves from New York, I'm we should be gonna, the people. I'm on waving the, a hanky yeah, on the waving beer. A hanky. <laughs> we will be showing up in 1912 drag. I will be sabering the top off of the champagne <laughs> bottle. Yes.